For a couple of summers, I led a weekly walking group that was called Body and Soul. In that first summer that we met, we studied texts relating to health before we set out on our walks. The key biblical text on health comes from Deuteronomy, from Devarim chapter 4, where we read, Take utmost care and watch yourself scrupulously, for your own sake, therefore be most careful. Another essential text regarding health is from Rambam, is from Maimonides in the Mishneh Torah, where we read, since maintaining a healthy and sound body is among the ways of God, for one cannot understand or have any knowledge of the creator if he is ill, he must avoid that which harms the body and accustom himself to that which is healthful and helps the body become stronger. Rambam thought that we should all distance ourselves from things that destroy our bodies. But are we all able to do that? It's not actually easy for a lot of us. Addiction exists in the Jewish community. And addiction has accompanied the Jewish journey for thousands of years. Thankfully, recovery has too. Rabbi Ilan Glazer, the founder of Our Jewish Recovery, writes, Addiction is a disease, not a moral failing. The war on drugs and much of our current treatment systems have failed to address the real needs of addicts and their loved ones. We can and we must do better. There is no inherent conflict between a commitment to Jewish practice and a life of recovery though some adaptations are helpful in doing so. Recovery is possible for everyone. We are meant to be free. When I met with Rabbi Glazer a few weeks ago, I said yes before he finished asking me if we wanted to participate in National Recovery Shabbat. As a spiritual leader here at Beth Sedek, who frequently engages in deep pastoral care, I can tell you, that we have people in our community who are impacted by addiction. And we have people in treatment. And we have people in recovery. And we have families who are impacted by their children, their parents, their partners, and their siblings. Our Jewish community has not done enough yet to address the disease and the impact of addiction. The stigma is slowly lifting, but not fast enough. There are a few Jewish recovery organizations that exist here in Toronto. Of course, there's JAX, and there is help out there for anyone who is impacted by addiction or if someone you know needs help. And if you're in that situation, please reach out to me or Yaakov or Reb Steve, and we'll do what we can to get you on the way to getting help. In our tradition, we're often commanded to sanctify moments with the blessing, Bore Prihagafen. But the goal of drinking wine is not to get drunk. <laughs> In the 13th or 14th century, a legal work of unknown authorship called the Kolbo, we find this passage there. 
One should not get drunk. Lo takir. Shehashichrut asur gamur. For inebriation is completely forbidden. There is no greater sin than this, for it causes forbidden sexual relationships, murder, and many other sins. At the beginning of the Torah, after the flood subsided and the rainbow pierced the sky, our good buddy Noah, he found himself in a new situation, and he didn't know what to do with himself. So this is what he chose to do. Noah, the tiller of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank of the wine, he became drunk, and he uncovered himself in front of his children. This is not the choice that many of us would have made, but some people would. According to the Canadian Mental Health Association, the experience of addiction or substance use is different for each individual, and often there is a combination of biological, psychological, and social factors that can contribute to why a person may be struggling with an addiction or substance abuse. For example, some of the risk factors for addiction include genes, the way a person's brain functions, previous experiences of trauma, cultural influences, or social issues such as poverty and other barriers to accessing the social determinants of health. While some people may be able to consume substances without resulting in significant harms, some people experience ongoing substance-related problems. In Ontario, it is estimated that approximately 10% of the population uses substances problematically. Now that 10% statistic is the same number used in almost all of the research, even in the Jewish community. Our Parsha this week, Kitavo, it opened with the first fruit ceremony. After the Israelites enter the land of Israel, they are instructed to bring the first fruits of their harvest to Jerusalem and recite the words we say at Pesach. My father was a fugitive Aramean. He went down to Egypt with very little. The Egyptians dealt har harshly with us. They oppressed us. We cried to God. God heard us. God freed us, brought us to the land of milk and honey. And that's why I'm bringing my first fruits to you. Now, just after the instructions of Bikurim, the first fruits, Moses says, when you set aside in full a tenth part of your yield in the third year, the year of the tithe, and have given it to the family of the Levi, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat, you shall declare before your God, I have cleared out the consecrated portion from the house, and I have given it to the Levi, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, just as you have commanded me. Now the Levi, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, the ger, the atom, the almanah, they were the vulnerable people of society. Yet, they were loved, and they were protected. They were not responsible for their life situation. They didn't put themselves there. And neither are so many who have addictions. Addiction is a disease. 
and one that is sometimes passed down genetically. We don't blame people who have cancer or bad eyesight for their conditions. Why should we blame those who struggle with addiction for theirs? What can we do to help? Rabbi Glazer writes that addiction is different for every person. Some people fall into addiction after getting into a car accident. The doctor prescribes an opiate for pain management, and then it works so well that the patient can't get off of it and becomes addicted. Some fall into addiction due to peer pressure to drink, smoke, gamble, or do drugs in high school or college. And too many in the Jewish community become alcoholics after experiencing the abundance of kiddish clubs in synagogues. They're not here to hear this. <laughs> too many have been introduced to drugs in our youth groups as well. I had my first cigarette when I was in USY. It didn't last long, but I'm just saying, I was one of those people. Like every other community, there are too many who've been impacted by addiction in our midst, too many who shed tears for the loved ones who didn't make it, and too many whose lives have been destroyed by this disease. So what does recovery from addiction look like? Just as everyone's journey into addiction is different, so too is everyone's journey of healing. Many benefit from daily or weekly recovery meetings. Many find a sponsor and work the 12 steps of recovery. And many benefit from harm reduction solutions. Many need the guidance of recovery coaches and therapists and nutritionists or spiritual counselors and others to assist them in creating a new life. The pain the addictive behavior was meant to avoid must be addressed and healthier ways of navigating emotions and challenges need to be found. So National Jewish Recovery Shabbat, I think there's about 70 different synagogues this morning all across North America who are talking about the same subject, takes place during the month of Elul because it's a month where we find ourselves engaging seriously in shuva, in returning to our best selves. And so in this season of return, because we'll all be here two weeks from now, let's all open our hearts to those who are impacted by addiction in our midst. And let's commit to care and to love others instead of judging them. And let's commit to celebrating those who do the really hard work of recovery, choosing a new life for themselves and others one day at a time. I'm going to recite now the recovery prayer by Rabbi Elon Glazer. Master of the world, you have given us the blessings and challenges of life. Nourish us in our continued journeys of recovery. Help us grow closer to you and help us live happy, joyous, and free to the best of our abilities each day. Give us the strength to persevere through our challenges and to find support along the way. Be with us when our hearts break open. Walk with us when we travel the road of healing. Help us find meaning and blessing each day and every day we are alive. Holy One of Blessing, we ask you to hold us close, remind us that you are with us and that we are precious and loved and that with your help, we can stay clean, sober, happy, joyous, and free one day at a time. May we do your will now and forever. 
If you know someone or if you yourself need help, I'm here, Reb Steve is here, Yaakov is here. Just reach out. We'll do what we can. Shabbat Shalom.